know in five minutes whether or not this is gonna work. So yeah. let's just do it. That's true. We're all, we're going live. So are you getting the mic? Getting the mic. Okay. So welcome to the How About That podcast. It's currently plugged to my computer, Spencer. We're doing this a little bit differently today. Uh, we're going three mics. Matt sadly is not here with us today. It is just myself, Riley Cusick. Oh, I'm recording this, buddy. I was just checking. Yeah, and Spencer Campbell, to make sure. who has left the studio to go get the fourth microphone <clears throat> from my room. We need a cable. He's going to go find a cable. And then we're letting on our other roommate, the one who's been a guest on the podcast before, uh, Ryan Van Getsen. He's, he's holding his mic. He's ready to talk into it, even though it does not have a cable. That's all right. Uh, we're going to let him on and on public record. I want to go. Yeah, we are recording. I'm going to go on public record right now. Riley. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. We, you've been in the room. A lot of times Ryan's tried to come in and try to join the podcast and we've given him the chance. It's tough. Cause I like you, Ryan. You're a good guy. I, and you don't have a mic to defend yourself right now, but I just, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited. Is this? You're actually recording this right now. Yeah. This yeah. Yes. You're gonna. You're, you're Dude, there's, saying, there are two mics. Saying, there are two mics being pointed at you. You're saying, holy shit. Dude, you can talk in any of I'm these gonna, two I'm mics grab, right now. I'm gonna grab this mic over here. Oh, great. Go for it. I uh, well, I'm honored. I'm honored to be on your podcast. I'm honored to uh, <laughs> you know really, really give you. Give you something that you've right. deserved. Let's calm for, down, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> give you, yeah, give you something that you've all deserved for a very Ryan, long don't, time. Don't grab the mic when you do it, though. A very, yeah. uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a Ryan against performance tonight. Thank you very much. Great. So Ryan's gonna get his mic plugged in right now. Um, Ryan's gonna join us. Our one rule was if Ryan says anything stupid, we're kicking him out of the room. Yeah. And it's I like a game show. Public, I want to be on a public record that we've done this before. We've done this multiple times before an episode that Ryan goes, I want to participate. I that's want like, it. That's hyperbole. That is, uh, that is an exaggeration that is, is debatable uh, multiple times. Well, let's just say like, I'd say like one, one, one definitive. At, at least four and then, times. And then we did it right before we started recording this take. We tried and then you immediately messed it up. No, we didn't. Okay. So, okay, Ryan, do me a favor. Just don't grab the mic stand or the cable. Just <laughs> immediately just put your hands. Put your hands like sit on your here, hands. Here, you right, 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 Ryan, you can hold my hand. He said, <laughs> it, "Yeah, yeah." He said nothing about genitals. Okay, come on. So today we're talking about poltergeist. Hey. So we've got all mics going. Ryan's on the podcast. He's back for the first time in like over a year. My man, two years. Yeah, two years. Holy it's been a while for you, it bud. It's been two years? Yeah, we did an Getting episode old. with Ryan over Sinister when he first kind of joined our household. You can go back in our archives and find that out uh, and listen to that episode as you please. But yeah. today we're here, and uh, Ryan, we're having you on because you feel like there's an underrepresented part of this community that listens to our episodes that does not get a voice on the podcast. Can you explain to me about that uh, voice? That community, the community is people like me that have never have never uh, viewed poltergeist as uh, is like a horror classic that that one really needs to needs to see it does not doesn't seem that interesting doesn't seem that special doesn't seem but to clarify seem... you have not seen the movie yeah <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> so you're not representing those who feel like it's not just a great film or feel like it's not necessarily a classic absolutely you're representing a voice of people who have not seen the movie yet choose to listen to the podcast right I guess so Ryan question have you seen the trailer 
I yeah, I think I've seen the trailer. Right? Okay, are you <laughs> sure about that? Not not. Do I, you want me to bring like, sure, the DVD? I, box no, no, I, I don't. I don't think I'm thinking of the remake trailer. But I'm pretty sure oh, it's okay. the original. So yes. so here's here, here's my question. I'm thinking what of it, the remake, but I'm pretty sure it's the original. <laughs> <laughs> what what what? I, I, I'm gonna assume you haven't seen the trailer, or at least you can't remember it. What what about it has made you been like, wow, not a horror classic. This sucks because like. I mean, the plot is, I mean, it's called Poltergeist. I mean, that seems extremely generic, right? Like, yeah, a poltergeist, a ghost, a spirit haunting, haunting a house and TV stuff happens and other spooky stuff. It's God, you nailed it on the head. Okay, well, I do want to dive into this. This actually leads great, great transition, Ryan. This goes right into my next point. So Poltergeist has a lot to it, right? But one thing I want to talk about first before we get into some of the individual moments is how overall this film kind of becomes the the reference point for a lot of other movies, right? It is a haunted house movie mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, we're taking it to a new level because it's not a ghost. It's a, it's a you know, a spear. This, it's a poltergeist, right? Well, Host of ghosts. Yeah. Hold on, though. Real quick. There, there wasn't actually like a poltergeist. It was like the devil, right? Well, that was one of the things that's kind of for debate in it because there is that idea that it's, oh, it's all these old spirits and then they refer to it as the beast, right? I don't think it's actually the beast. I think it's just a bunch of old spirits that are – it's the barrel ground is, uh, that they're on. Yeah, but I Ugh. thought they were saying that like the spirits like weren't crossing over because the beast was keeping them there. Oh, yes, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. I, I don't think it was necessarily the fact that it's like uh, – There were beasts – there are beasts. No, the, yeah. be- the beast is a reference to the devil in the Bible. They call the devil the beast. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. They're, it's The devil is called the beast in the Bible. Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. The number of the it's beast. The number of the beast. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Man. <laughs> this is uh, why you're here, man. I'm never, I, can't, I can't call myself an Iron Maiden fan anymore, I don't think. <laughs> Holy shit. No, um, now you can for the yeah, first time. Now you learn. For the first time like you can call yourself a fan. I'm just... Now I'm really excited about this, Ryan, because I'll make occasionally a bunch of band jokes on here that I feel like don't always resonate with everybody else. You made a little Iron Maiden joke. I want to see how many we can No, actually, you're the one that mentioned Iron Maiden first. Let's get that clear. Let's make that... Well, Riley anyway, laughed at what? your Black Flag you jokes. So. That is true. Yeah, so you got, you but, got a big Black uh, Flag Riley, what is yeah. Black Flag? Um, it's an Assassin's <laughs> Punchline. It's, it's an Assassin's Creed game. Jokes. Yeah. Punchline, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is that, the fourth one is called Black Flag? Yeah. So. I thought it was something else. So, with Poltergeist, uh, I do like how it becomes the grounds for a lot of, like, you know, kind of key references and kind of ideas that we see kind of brought up thematically, not just in other horror movies, but also in kids movies. Like this very much is a premise to things like monster house or like haunted mansion. Oh God, yeah. I think this is kind of one of the, the, the look back point, right? Whenever we talk about like the whimsical movies, right. Of like the eighties and kids going on big adventures. It is always stuff like ET and stuff. Other Spielberg movies, you know, kind of filling that role. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, when we're talking about like the big blockbusters, we look back to two movies, which are Star Wars and Jaws, right? Again, Spielberg being on the side of Jaws, mm-hmm. right? I think it's kind of an interesting movie that we have here because it is that, again, that kind of like 80s big, you know, adventurous feel and whimsical feel that Spielberg has while also being this, like, very spooky, you know, more direct horror film on the Toby Hooper side. I think one of the genres it's listed under is, like, uh, fantasy adventure, which is pretty wild for a movie where a man's face melts off. 
Just like Indiana Jones. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> Building that circle back He's ste- stealing from himself all the time. Mr. Spielberg. Does it look as horrifying? Is it? It was pretty, it was pretty yeah. gnarly. It, it's one of those, like, that. okay, a, a great transition to another point about this movie, Ryan. You're nailing it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I don't feel at all like these effects hold up at all. Oh, I felt like most of them, except for the scene where they were oh, flying around in yeah, the bedroom. Yeah. This, the bedroom. They really lingered on it too, like they were proud yeah. of it. This, and it, like yeah. it, like tried to interact with yeah. the people too. And I was like, oh, this was really because the... that's the one moment that I was like, that one's better. What the? No, hell? no, no. Hold on. Are you thinking about when it all flew into the closet? Mm. Talking about when the objects are fl- floating in the room in circles. I it was better than the painted on tornado. What the? The tor- painted on the tornado painted... was like very stylized. Can you like, explain? Nah. Can you attempt to explain the painted on tornado? Well, they like what? they they basically just painted a tornado onto the frames for a couple. For was it a tornado that was? Inside the house? No, in the yeah. backyard. Yeah, in the it was, backyard. It was going yeah. through the, the town. Or it was just like a twister tornado. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's the thing I want to talk about with this. Wait, so wait, hold on. Sorry. So this movie, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> tornado thing. Is this, no, not the tornado thing. This, this movie was released in the early 80s, right? Yeah, or, Okay, so, yeah, Indiana Jones is also uh, early 80s, right? Kevin, uh, I actually know. Pretty, yeah. pretty sure. Look that up, right? Well, it's just, you know, we were talking about effects and face yeah. melting. That's all. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, continue. Um, no, I think it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of effects. I think some are cool. Some don't hold up as much. I think it's a mixed yeah. bag. I think I think the ones that really did work for me are, I feel like, the Toby Hooper ones versus the mm. Spielberg ones. And I feel like for a lot of people, myself included, that's the battle in this movie is I think we talked about this briefly before, Riley. It's whose movie is this? Because it's a Toby Hooper film, but it's like pr- brought to you by Steven Spielberg, written right? by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, his story, his screenplay. Yeah, but they both kind of have their very distinguishable moments on it. Like two, uh, Hooper's practical effects in it are real cool. The face melting is real cool, mm-hmm. right? Well, Stuff I like the, I thought you didn't like the face melting. No, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but there there are some like real practical moments and things that kind of really stick out as pretty scary that are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then you have the the more whimsical side that for me doesn't land as well. I don't know if I could just blame those on Spielberg though, because ET came out at the same time. He shot it a week after he shot this film, and those effects are great. Yeah. What do you? What exactly? Oh, I'm not do blaming you mean? the quality effects. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's. I feel like it's a constant battle between what type we're gonna get. Here, here's here's the. Here's the common thread of it, though, that I think, like, really distinguishes it more of uh, a Spielberg venture is the score is, like, consistent in all the scenes. So there's no, like, even some of the effects that could be scary in another movie just aren't because of, like, the way the score just kind of carries the whimsical Mm. feel through it. And, like, for that reason, it definitely kind of lands it more of, like, a Spielberg feel to me. Can you guys clarify what you mean by whimsical, though? Do Do you just mean, like... Like it was like a, like a sense of humor to it, or oh, there's or definitely a sense like, of humor. Okay, so the, um, there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes being being slung around. There's, there's a I don't know. I mean, like you know, a like, lightheartedness to it. There's, yeah, yeah, there's like some goofiness. Well, there's, there's like a family adventure to it. Like yeah. it, it okay. goes beyond just like drama and it's suspense and fear and really like holding back on something terrifying, it kind of goes like let's just go all in. Like, okay, that's interesting because like, I I didn't have I didn't think this movie example. would have. Wife figures out there's a spot in the house. If you put something there, it gets moved, you know? And so they start putting things there and people there are just sliding yeah, across. So rather, it's not, that doesn't it's seem not like dangerous. It's not me, dangerous though. or depressed, but it's, it's fun. Well, 
You know? Yeah. yeah, she was laughing there's things and like, jumping. There's things like... I mean, is there like a 50s rockabilly song playing along? I think that? you're well, thinking like, too oh, there's fun. a spot too, over here. You're going too far on that. Well, uh, that's... Well, well, whimsical is... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of when you say... Well, I mean, like, 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 I would, I would, I would use whimsical to describe a lot of ET too, where it's just like, it's like fantastic. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I understand that for ET, but yeah, like, but like, I, I haven't seen this, so I guess yes, yeah. it's, 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 there's a lot of similar stuff with that. I would say <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about ET too much. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Xander, <laughs> not game Xander, do you, uh, uh, do you have any like horror flashbacks when you watch this movie and think that it came out so close to ET? Mm-hmm. No, because I did not know that. And now, <laughs> now I do. So close. Uh, same like, summer. Do you think that when Spielberg was making this, he was thinking about ET while he was on the set? Do you think ET was in some of the background yeah. of the shots? Like just lurking. You're doing pre-pro for it, man. That's why I close my eyes a lot during the poultry ice. Senator, have you found the E.T. doll we've hidden in your room yet? Hmm? No, but I've, I found all those Ice Age posters. <laughs> I found the uh, dismembered Elmo. There's been a lot of stuff that you guys put in my room, but it's never been an E.T. thing. And the second that happens, I am going to kick you all out of this house, and oh. I will hunker down and let no one ever That end. was a nice family-friendly answer. <laughs> What you're gonna do? I'm this, gonna kick you out. Hey, of this, this is house. a family-friendly episode. We <laughs> said Ryan can't talk about yeah certain content on the air because this is a whimsical, family-friendly episode, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple but, connections to ET. I'm gonna keep going on the ET. Yeah. <laughs> no, go for it. But yeah. I think there's a fair point. Like, okay, so a great example is in ET is the scene with Elliot, right? Uh-huh. And uh, all those scenes, <laughs> the whole movie, <laughs> the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, but it's the scene where he flies. It's not a thing where it's like an oh. abduction of a kid, you know, by an alien. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's what it is. No, it's like a wondrous, terrifying. Right? Holy shit! No, I gotta say, uh, in where was it? Uh, Universal, the ET ride. You get on a bicycle and you fly over like a a model town with a moon. And it's it feels like you're that's that. Terrifying. It's in that scene, it's very whimsical. And a big part of it is, like you were saying, Spencer, is that score, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of the moments that would in this movie play is a lot more terrifying. And they do in the remake uh, are kind of undermined by the score. But it, it does make it have this lot more of like a family vibe. I think it does in the same way that like Gremlins does too. Mm-hmm. Where like Gremlins, the actual creatures themselves are really terrifying. And I feel like other movies like Critters and stuff like that, there are other creatures that kind of do that same thing as the gremlins but because it's a fun christmas movie about a kid who's in this really wacky situation this wacky town with these little you know little monsters running around it becomes less about the fear and more about the journey and the adventure Mm -hmm. can you can you dig that ryan yes can i i can you i need to get another beer can you pause real quick or just go go. just go run i'll pause it i'll pause it run (laughs) Do you guys want a beer? Anyone? <laughs> uh, no, man. It's it's eight in the morning. We all have to go work in like an hour. Do you want an apple cider, uh, Austin apple cider beer? Dude, I would like one. You don't want one? No, I'm good, man. Wait, hey, can you get me one? Yeah. Sweet. Um, <laughs> Jeez. This right. is going fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> Wait, can... Uh, you close the door. <laughs> just lock the door quickly. <laughs> no, I just the 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 air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but I I think that's the big kind of tone of it that it, it takes me out of the movie because uh, the big '80s like really big adventure movies I think are fun and enjoyable as a kid. I don't really look back at too many of them really fondly. There are a couple, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, I go like, oh yeah, okay, got it. 
there's some bigger adventure movies that really are just adventure movies like Back to the Future that are kind of timeless for me. But the Spielberg-esque ones really don't. And this movie doesn't for me until that halfway point. Until we introduce uh, our ghost finders and we're about halfway through their story where things really start to pick up. Is that when I'm, that's what the point where I'm finally kind of like hooked in on this film. You know, hmm. you know what's crazy is like I was watching and I was like, oh, wow, this got really crazy at the halfway point. But if you look at the time stamp at where they come in, it's like 32 minutes in a two-hour movie. It's like a, it's like a quarter of the way through. Like, because like, yeah. like at, at 30 minutes, a tree eats the sun. And uh, what the fuck? That was fucking wild. How's that feel? That, what do you think of that, that's, Ryan? That's the I, whimsical side that I think that's kind of there is you don't spend a lot of time doing like, okay, when things start moving in the house, the first time it happens is a chair straight up, like several chairs just appear in different spots. She turns around, turns back, and they're all stacked on this table. Like it's very big, exaggerated things. As opposed to paranoctivity where it's like, hey, did you hear that bump? Yeah. yeah no, they started at yeah, the so, that, Could that so be the, the dog or could eaten, it be a do they, tree? Do they play it off as like some sort of comedic thing? Or it's is not it, that Or do they funny. emphasize You're, like how uh, fucking horrifying it is? It's not a comedy. Yeah, yeah, whimsical and funny are different things. I know what whimsical yeah. means. That's why... That's like why the, the kid wasn't getting dragged and screaming and like blood going everywhere. Like, he's yeah, just, that's what I'm... Yeah, it's like you've seen Harry Potter. You saw that one tree smacking him around. I was literally thinking about the Whomping okay. Willow. Okay, the Whomping Willow. I get yeah. that. I was understand. Whomping. I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. smacking around a tree. My name, my kid. Is over. <laughs> eats the kid. He's gone. Yeah, whimsical. I get it. <laughs> you seem like you get it. Uh, the tree was like. I just I, I I know this is totally not what we were talking about at all, but I've totally forgotten it. Like uh, the, tree. the tree was my favorite effect in the whole film. I like the tree. See, that's a good effect. There's the tree was an there. amazing effect. Yeah, uh, and I love that the tornado just ripped it up and uh, uh, yeah, just sucks it up. <laughs> so is it is it just like there's just there's I'm curious. Like, how do you think the tree ate the kid? I'm thinking like there's a tree trunk and then it just opens up and then it just like has like a hidden mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're you're like, not wrong. And yeah. it like bends over the tree, well, bends over and just well, like it, his arms. The tree arms come through the. Oh, there's an arms. Okay, okay, I see, yeah. I see. Yeah, it breaks. But then his, there is a mouth like you're talking about. Does does the son like scream as he's being? Yeah. Mm. No, he's just asleep. Yeah, he's just mm. quietly. <laughs> he's he, he, he cracking little one-liners, yeah. Ryan, the whole way down. <laughs> and then, he, and then, he, and he's does he come back? Does he's like, man, he, I really want to leaf this situation. Yeah. And then he very whimsically and comedically slides <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And he's like, uh oh, and then a laugh track plays. Yeah, that's how the situation bites, but it more barks. Uh, <laughs> so he doesn't come back. Yeah. It's a, it's no, a no, no, no. He's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, they pull him out. I think the whole family lives in here, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's good. Yep. Everyone's Gucci in the they, end. They almost don't make it at the end. Okay. Well, uh, but, okay, that's... The, that's uh, I want to kind of go back to this idea of this turning point, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've watched uh, this movie recently called The Unseen, right? And I've, I've pitched this as a thing we should talk about this episode, this podcast, but, like, the movie Unseen, very okay. few people have seen it. The first half of it plays very much like a standard, you know, 70s slasher, you know, possible murder. I don't know, but I'm in it. kind of house, yeah. right? Okay. And the second half of the movie, it takes this turn, ends up being like a 45-minute long scene that's just absolutely insane and brutal and, like, really terrifying with really, really, like, kind of edgier things compared to the rest of the movie. Uh, I feel the same way with Poltergeist, even though it's a whole different kind of boat. Because once we have the the investigators come in, we are kind of playing it almost in real time through one night for the most part. 
And it feels like this one night goes on forever. They go to day for like five minutes and then they go back to this really, really long night. Right. It doesn't spend a lot of time kind of just letting things build over time. It's like, as soon as the, she's like, they're here in the first 10 minutes of the movie, they're here and they're actively going the whole time. Yeah. Which I kind of like. And I think yeah. that's something you can't do without the whimsical side. Because otherwise you'd be like, whoa, what kind of cartoon land did we just walk into if you're trying to play it too much like a straight horror? Yeah, well, suspense is like building on like what might happen, whereas this is like definitely trying to engage with like all this stuff is happening. Like we have the budget, we have the resources, we can totally just make this happen. Um, you said you didn't really like the beginning. I, I would kind of disagree with that because I think out of all of Spielberg's films, I know this isn't strictly Spielberg's film, but I felt like the characters in this film were probably my most like probably the most realistic and like favorite characters I've seen from Spielberg. Like, I don't know what it was about them, but like the family just felt very lived in, uh, by the time like we arrived there. Um, and I think that like really added. I, to- I would agree, except for her teenage daughter didn't do anything the whole movie. Oh, that's true. She was, yeah, she was hardly in it. You were yeah. going to say something, Riley? No, I just, when I watched it, I, I was watching the dad, and I was like, "God, I fucking know you from something. Like, why, why do you look so familiar?" And he's Mister Incredible, and he oh. looks like Mister Incredible. Wow, he he's, looks like Mister Incredible. I think he looks like me. He has the same face. I uh, that's pretty. Wild. Did you see uh, did you see Incredibles two at the Draft House? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. There, was, there was a pre-showing where all the all the actors. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, you see what they actually look like, and that guy—he does not look like Mr. Incredible in the Incredibles Two pre-show. I mean, well, he's an old man. Yeah, yeah now he's thirty old years. Man. Yeah. So that's so he's like he's got 40? like nice blonde hair and. No, he's was, not that. He's not strictly Mr. Incredible. I just, I saw the, I felt it. What's happening? You felt, I felt. I was <laughs> like, you're Mr. Incredible. This, this, is, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he, I think he's the kind of like centerpiece for the whole family. Even though the mom's kind of taking charge for the first half, mm. I think when it comes to like acting, he's the one who sells me the most because he's one of those guys that like he has actually different reactions to things, different reactions to things, which is my only complaint about the mom. I feel like she had her two reactions that she kind of went between. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scenes with the dad is when uh, I don't even know what to call her or like kind of gypsy lady that shows up at the end. Oh yeah, yeah that was wild. And she makes a little joke about like how he's. Uh, you know, just not responding because she should be able to read his mind. Yeah. And I'm like, to flip to that, to like the concerned parent, to the really angry, assertive guy back and forward, mm-hmm. I think he was the probably the better of the actors there. Here's the one, I, I would agree with you, up until the very end. He's coming home, his whole house is being like exploded by coffins, uh, and his boss comes in, and then he like grabs him and shakes him. His face was so flat as he was like yelling, "You built it on burial ground." It's just like the weird- that scene to me is like the horror equivalent of the Planet of the Apes scene, mm-hmm. where it's like, "What's what's the line for that?" I. We, we're, there's you, a couple. You, 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 you damn tore, dirty apes, or what no, are you the, talking about? The, oh, he's <laughs> all down. When or, he's looking at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. What's, What's that line? You blew it up. You blew it all to hell. Yeah, I think that, so. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, just yelling about yeah. all that. It, it, it's so much of that uh, that I'm just like, yes. Yeah, but, yes, but this, is, this is this yeah. version. We have it. We have our scene. I, I can't articulate, though, how, like, uh, no, how like there was no emotion on his face while he was saying it. Like, like his because voice. The only emotion you wanted to see was the the his boss's face. Yeah, his boss's face was pretty good. He and his boss like played that like for like ten minutes after that too. He's just wandering around doe eyed, like what's going on. But that's my favorite thing with this whole uh, movie is 
you have the same thing that happens in Jaws, which is the shitty like town leader, right? You have the mayor in Jaws who's like, ah, oh, we're going to power through. Send the kids in. I know there's sharks in the water. Let's do it anyway, mm-hmm. right? We need the, <laughs> the money. And this dude's whole thing is like, yeah, we've we already built on a barrel ground. Let's just build on a second one. Yeah. It'll be fine. Well, you know what's... And it, then he also gets... He has no consequences. Except he gets yelled at. Yeah. And he, like, loses some property investments. I think... Yeah. Well, I think it was pretty wild, too, that the, the, that whole plot line. Because that didn't come in until well after halfway through the movie. Like, like it, it felt like they, they were an hour and 15 minutes in and they were like... Oh, we gotta have a reason for these ghosts, don't we? Like they, they have to be here for some reason. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was pretty wild. But uh, Mr. Mr. Goddamn Incredible, <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yes, Ryan. What are your thoughts on Poltergeist so far? Have we swayed you over to the other side of liking it? Not really. I think I actually think less what, of the what's film your... now. <laughs> Damn it! Not... What? Uh, tell me about the concerns you got. Like I, I the only. What concerns I have? I. <laughs> what are you scared of watching it for? Like, what's the fear? What's the? Yeah. Why are you so scared of this yeah, movie? It's what, a kids movie. Scared? Yeah. It's not like ET or anything. <laughs> it's because because it's too whimsical. I can't. No. Um, <laughs> um, you really just get get caught up on this whimsical thing. Yeah. So before I I, I listen to you guys talk about it, like I I thought like maybe perhaps like there's like a really like dark like sinister like spookiness to it. Like I just like didn't no, get I think from the spooky's trailers. the right word. Uh, I think sinister is the right word. Like, uh, sinister is not the right word. No. Can I ask you? Well, a th- well that's question? what I'm saying. That's why I thought maybe there was like yeah. some. What? Not I- like the movie. Are you, are you saying the movie or the word? Like hmm? sinister. The y- movie. I think he's making word? a joke. Hmm. What are you saying? I have a follow up question to Riley's question. Oh. So. Piggybacking off that. It seems like we you don't have an answer to if we swayed you. No, I no you have not swayed me. I I okay. feel I. But you, you are you more engaged by the film? <laughs> My more engaged like, by, it? by this conversation, are you are you like more intrigued? At least? I like I I like listening to you guys talk about it, but I don't, I don't feel like I great. So wanna... my follow up question: You live with us, yes. You, you I do. You listen to this because I live all, with you guys. Like all of us are usually in here talking about I live this. Right next to you, listen. I share bathroom with you, Xander. You do. <laughs> uh, I, hopefully, I think sometimes you've maybe even listened to an episode. Maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> have, have we ever? Once got you wronged to watch. Me? Oh, what? <laughs> wronged you? Yeah. What? Well, sorry. What were you saying? Have we ever got you to watch a movie based off of listening to the podcast? Um, like, have you ever listened to any of our conversations or ever listened to an episode of this podcast? And then you went. There is. I'm gonna go. There was one that you guys movie. did recently about um about it's a horror movie about some town that has like something in its water that's causing a bunch of animals to grow to supersize <laughs> figs. Food, of <laughs> Food of the gods. Food of the gods. I, I want to see that. Ah, man, that's of that. course the one you would want to see. Riley, you just, your face just glue. So glue three shades that day. So wonderful. That's the only one that's, uh, not the only, I'm sure there are a couple more actually, but um, yeah, that, 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 that intrigues me. I want to see Food of the Gods. But you didn't see it. No, not have yet. Have you ever um, once I mean, watched like, a movie? I mean, like, when have you, like, fucking... <laughs> have you ever watched a movie because of this podcast? Uh, I can't say I have. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think... 
Great. And, you see, again, uh, we brought Plus, you on today, Ryan, to give the voice of our viewers who don't always know everything that we're talking about. So I'm glad to know that by you saying that, that means hopefully none of our viewers have ever watched the movie. I mean, we spoil the shit out of them. We really give them a play-by-play. But also, yeah. I mean, as you okay. guys know, like, I'm not... I'm not a horror guy, uh, number one. I'm not a horror fan, horror film fan. You said something else. Of, what? Can you say it? <laughs> no, can no, you, no, no, no. You, you can't. can't. Keep going. Oh, keep going. okay. We'll do it off. Yeah, keep going. Whisper it to me right now. No. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, did, guys. I did kind of hook him earlier. I was talking about the film, and he was interested. I was talking about the curse of Poltergeist and all the people that have died afterwards. Oh, yeah. I think that's interesting, I got too. Him. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so they there's a scene, she's in the pool, and because it was cheaper than plastic skeletons, they used some real skeletons that they got from this medical whatever, hoopla. Again, you wonder whose idea that was? Yeah, but is that a good idea? Mr. Toby Hooper. Uh, uh, wait, oh, yeah, no, oh, by the way, no, is, is, Toby, is Toby Cooper, is he, is he, what was it, was he on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in some way or another? Was he director? Texas, oh, okay. He, he directed he really, it and co-wrote it. He's the same, he's the same director? What? Whoa, I did not know that. Actually. Now do you want to see it now? <sighs> it's not like it at all. Yeah. Like, I love no, it's not anything like oh, yeah. The thing I was going to say is I, I, I was reading uh, that it wasn't actually his decision, that it was purely a budgetary thing where they were like, it was significantly cheaper. cheaper. Sure, but it was his idea because he did the exact same thing in Chainsaw. There was one fake skeleton in Chainsaw that they stole from the, the UT like science building. Yeah, I was going to say, why didn't everyone die in chainsaw i haven't seen anything that said it was his idea i definitely is i'm putting well, it out there i mean are you like, putting it out there because you're just like he, because because he did it like he did that in a different movie yeah 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 but the I movie mean, immediately he did before this one yeah but you i don't know, know that that's like an idea thing as much as it's like oh it's just like a like a cost benefit analysis thing it's like oh okay it's cheaper i'm sure if they if it make another horror film with skeletons yeah yeah fine cheaper. Fuck me for being into the lore of a possible uh, <laughs> school, you, like, director hey, that thinks hey, amazing. Hey, 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 hey. It could be. It could be. We can't really, ask him really anymore, can we? smart director. Oof. So you're saying about the curse. The curse is... Yeah, I didn't hear me. Thank God. Uh, uh, yeah, because clear. after this, there were a number of, uh, I believe, cast and crew members that died, including the little girl, the main little girl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, sad. main little girl was died really like soon afterwards. Of a eight? Disease. No, she wasn't eight. She was like six or so. She was probably older than six, but yeah, I don't, think, I don't think she hit them double digits. We were talking yeah. about her, You weren't able to tell me what she died from, Riley. Just some, I, like, to, I don't remember. I, I don't want to say the disease, incorrect thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is, a, it is a... Obviously, life-threatening disease um, that got to her. The older sister was strangled to death by an ex-boyfriend after filming this one. What the? There fuck? was another guy that was killed by an axe. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. And then Toby I'm a well-researched like podcaster. Ago. What's up? And then Toby Hooper died like two years ago. Three Is there? Ago. Yeah, and that took a long time. That's a, these people were like recently no, after yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was like a rebel without a cause type thing. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty wild, too, because, like, the movie was directly about the problem of bringing the dead bodies to set. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it was like, oh, you shouldn't disrespect the dead by, like, building all these houses on it. And they're like, okay, well, for this film about being respectful to the dead, let's get a bunch of real dead people for our horror scenes. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, yeah. like, it is. they walked into it, like, like those people who died didn't, yeah. like, it's definitely on uh, uh, production, but yeah. man, they really, they really did walk into that one. I think it's interesting. Another thing I was, cause I knew the little girl died while watching it. And I think it's a, 
it's interesting to see like when she disappears in the TV and they're talking about her spirit. Yeah. And they're the way it's handled, I think because it is a little bit more of a family fun adventure, it's not like uh like most horror films. I feel like if you were in a horror film and then you died and then someone else that loved you watched that horror film, I feel like it would be traumatizing for them. Mm. And this one's kind of sweet, actually. I think there's a little bit of a, a sweet yeah. thing in, in the way they handle those issues. Yeah, so I mean, I, t- I've, I've seen a, a Family Guy parody of Poltergeist. They do they do go into the TV, right? That w- One of the family members like, the, yeah, is in the, the TV to go after... The girl. That's yeah. the, I do want to see that scene. That Actually, I'm very curious about... What that looks She's like. in it for a while. Yeah. She's in it for a while. She's in it for yeah. like most of the movie. Yeah. Um for most of the movie. Yeah. But, but there the, is there is footage of the girl being inside a TV. No, 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 no. The whole movie's just no, almost it, it's her. just her voice. It's yeah. static and then you hear her. Yeah. The TV's like a receptor. But but for, how long is is uh, one of the family members, you know, they they dive into the TV screen and oh, they're like no, that fishing really, her out. That doesn't okay, well, it doesn't happen. They, yeah, they, they they go through the closet. Yeah, the closet's the portal. The oh, TV, maybe maybe that's what the TV's maybe just maybe how they communicate what, to the girl because she tuned into that frequency. Yeah, that's probably what the Family Guy. Um, I just forgot. No, but back back to your point forgot. though of it being sweet. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> back to your <laughs> point. What you saying, Spencer? <laughs> back to your point of being it's sweet. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, they, they they talk a lot about like like moving on and like how it's like an okay thing to be gone and that some people just need to like accept it and like move on to the next plane. And like, yeah, yeah it feels like, especially I, I didn't know that context of her mm. being dead going into it, but I could see how like that would be like a, it like still a beautiful works with that. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like, I mean, I, I wouldn't know what the family said, but like, it feels like a beautiful thing you could have of your kid. They could uh, still, yeah. Enjoy it without just watching them be tortured by ghosts. And yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. That's all we have. And uh, yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought, I thought that was nice the way they handled it. Speaking of the kids, the son, he looks exactly like the son from uh, Babadook. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. I've, I've forgotten what the, like the Babadook think, kid is very distinct. I, I so, but I, I hated this kid way less than the kid in the Babadook. No, I, I agree. I agree. But he looked exactly like him. He did look a lot like him. I think that kid uh, is is was like maybe the only actor that really heightened some of the scares for me. Because like we t- like I said earlier, I feel like a lot of the parts of the the, the style of the film kind of undermine the horror. But the scenes where it's just the kid staring and then screaming at the TV and he's freaking out about everything mm-hmm. are some of the more terrifying things in that movie. Are just his screams because they 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 play more genuine than almost any of the other moments in that film for me. I mean, they're just scaring the shit out of him off camera. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> really. Possible. Really creeping them out. It was the '80s. You got away with a lot more stuff <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I felt like uh, you know I was kind of disappointed they had the clown actually attack the kid because I thought like one of the like gen- most genuinely scary things about the film was the clown just sitting there in that chair and not doing anything. Like I kind of wish they had gone the whole movie. But that was the- that was your suspense moment though. That was the no, from, true. from moment one with that kid of what's scary. Yeah. You know it's the clown. There's a clown in this movie? Yeah. It's, it's and it's a, just sitting in a chair? It's a toy, it's a toy clown. Yeah, not yeah. an actual grown Ryan, you're man, really like trying to find something to hook into on it, this. I'm, I'm, I don't like clowns. Is this... You don't so like clowns? clowns? Not really. I don't have any problem. But who does, though? I, I, I like clowns. Mind. Yeah, I got no problem with clowns. I went to the circus when I was a kid, and I really, they were really nice to me. Well, that's mm-hmm. fucked up. Anyway, um, my first job was working with a clown. He was a delightful man. He was a human being, Ryan. 
Mindy, so okay, there's wait, a toy clown. Is... So there's a so there's a toy clown sitting in uh, like a Brian. It's a kid's room. They had a doll of a clown. It sat in a chair. And becomes yeah. possessed. No, it's yeah, just, a, it's just everything's more, possessed in the house. Yeah, it's but it's just it's just a toy clown. Hold on, I want to talk. <laughs> but about... but there's a spirit that no that just yeah. controls everything in the house. Yeah, everything moves. There's like a bunch of spirits. Yeah. Brian, I, like I know you're new to the horror TV's films, alive. but usually if there's like a scary doll, it moves at some point. I just want to say that the parents <laughs> are hot. I want to say that the parents are uh, I am really messed up for just like, did you see how they placed, they put the clown in the chair staring at the two kids. It's pretty messed up. Like, like they but have it all also the, comes from an era where it's supposed to be like the older generation. It's just, they don't realize the uncanny valiness of it. And they just kind of put it there. Cause it's a, it's a funny clown. It's supposed to be cute and like be comforting to the kids. It never looked funny. It, it looked terrifying. That's the, whole. that's the blind ignorance of being a parent. Yeah, I guess parents are still, Stupid. Yeah, but man, that kid, those kids were already terrified of everything. Like, you think they would be like, maybe the clown has something to do with it. Except for the teenage girl. She just kind of cried about her sister being gone. She seemed very not too scared, which I kind of liked, but also she didn't have a single moment in the film where she did anything. No, I don't think she had like a full, like, interaction and that's with something they, they play up in that remake, <laughs> if I can remember correctly, is they play up the older sister being. Didn't more watch of, that one. They play him up as more of being a babysitter, as far as I remember. Who's in that? Sam Rockwell's in it. Yeah, oh, he's man. great. Sam Rockwell's is in, the in it. Is he the dad? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. I'll look this might up. Wanna, but, I might see yeah. the remake. Yeah, sorry. Not, I, not here the we go. We convinced him to watch the remake. <laughs> Just that Sam Rockwell. <laughs> now I think. Have the, you guys seen Moon? Let's talk about Moon. No, like what? <laughs> Jesus, Ryan. Have you seen Moon? Fuck, it's good. <laughs> I like Sam Rockwell. Dude, you're so weird. I love you, Ryan. Chloe Moretz isn't in it, guys. I didn't mean to spread that false Mar- information. She's not. Not in it. And the, when did the remake, the remake come out? 2015. Yep. Oh, wow. That was recent. Yeah. That was so recent. And I don't really remember trailers and things. Yeah. I thought I thought that was like a like 2007 when all those other remakes nah, came out. Nah, those are the Amityville ones. Mm-hmm. They kind of have the same vibe as remakes. Is this based on anything? This isn't based on anything, right? <laughs> No, it's just a movie. Yeah, it's a haunted house movie. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, but the 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 girl I think was one of the most like underused characters. And my favorite thing is in this older sister, not the little. Yeah, girl. the older yeah. sister. My favorite thing about her though, uh, is her age compared to the mom's age. Did anyone notice this? What? Mm. Okay, how old do you think the dad is? The dad was like forty. <clears throat> I'll go with that. I'll bite forty. Forty. Yeah. Cool. His daughter's sixteen. They say mm-hmm. that. They also say the mom's 31. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That girl mm, had to be yeah. like 14 when yeah. they got together. Mm. Mm. They they said the mom's that old? Yeah, they said the when they when they're uh they're interviewing the dad at like the university or whatever yeah. and he's being the ghost hunters. They're like, "Who's the family? What are their ages?" He's like, "I got a 4-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 16-year-old, my wife's 31." And I'm like, oh. it's a little creepy. And then I look back yeah. at the scene at the beginning where, like, the girl's going off to the school or whatever. And, like, their family friends who work for the dad who are doing construction for the pool start, like, catcalling oh, her. yeah, that was weird. In their own backyard. And the mom's like, oh, it's charming. She told them to fuck off with a little, like, hand gesture. That's uh, so cute. Yeah, I mean, that was very 80s. Although I will say, I kind of feel the, – the thing I – the f- the thing that like f- excused that scene for me a lot more was that um, I felt it was more like 
oh, I'm proud of my daughter. She can stand up for herself. Like I don't, I don't need to intervene. For I thought her. it was like, look, she's, be- uh, look, she's being, she's fighting them back. She's being a little sassy. Like it didn't feel like a, yeah. Fucking go get him. You fucking tell him. <laughs> I mean, she kind of like just I was like, Haha, that's cute. And then like shrugged off and ran away. Like she just was like, I'm going to go back to doing my mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. That might be an 80s thing. Might be. It's whimsical. It's a very whimsical movie. But there were a couple of like, there are a lot of bad parent things in here. Because in that same sequence is when the chair stuff starts happening. And Carolyn, uh, Carol Ann, not Carolyn, Carol Ann is sitting two inches from the TV staring at the static. And the mom's like, don't do that. It'll hurt your eyes. And then just changes the channel to something else. And the girl just stays looking at it from two inches away. That's a very 80s parent thing. She it's was like, a no, static, hurts your, static yeah. hurts your eyes. She was a terrible mom. The dad was the best person in that family. I don't know. I felt like they were both pretty Hey, if that mom's getting goofed. pregnant at 14, she had to overcome a lot. Was she life. smoking weed? Hmm? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think she, she was. She was smoking weed, right? Yeah. She was getting baked. She's yeah, a cool in, mom, in, man. In the house. I mean, she's she is only thirty one. Uh, yeah. No, that was. I thought that. I I liked the parents a lot. I felt like they were very real people. Like parents aren't perfect people, and uh, they they felt like they felt like not perfect people, but like not in the way where it's like, oh, they're bad parents. Their flaws make them beautiful, Xander. Yeah, I just I just thought they were a bunch of goobers, like. This is no. It's just their house that was haunted. Adds to the wacky, it's a family movie thing. Uh, but man, if I just, I just wish they were like a little bit better at being parents. It would have made the stakes. Don't feel we all wish higher. they were a little bit? Like it feels like at times, like this would have happened to them in some other capacity. If the, I will go as far as to say that that wow. even if they weren't on a haunted burial ground, something like their kid would have gone missing. They would have wow. lost that little girl. The little girl would have been screaming mommy for 10, 10 hours and they wouldn't have found her anywhere even if she didn't get sucked in the TV. Parents are just bad parents. Ouch. Yep. You yeah. They're bad parents, yeah. Ryan? Bad parent. What? You think they're bad parents, Ryan? He was a bad daddy. He got news about I don't like that. Um, yeah, Bradley's bad daddy. I asked if they were bad parents. <laughs> I'll well, take that I'm a bad Well, <laughs> I answered I answered Xander's question. So <laughs> I did ask a question. You asked me if if I thought there was a bad daddy. And I said <laughs> That's me. No. <laughs> At least I think that's what you asked. I I want to go back to the whole uh, the whole like devel- real estate development subplot of it because I just thought it was so bizarre. Hmm. And so, like, it's halfway through the movie. We're finding out that their house is on a burial ground. All that. It's very similar to Beetlejuice in this regard. Yes. But then, like, the dad randomly gets, like, an offer to become, like, like uh, partners at the real estate development place. And, and, like, it just feels like it's supposed to be this moment of, like, Oh, now you've got your business or your family or blah blah blah. But it's like, man, it just felt like so like not set up at all in any way. I was like, why? Why are we talking about him becoming partner? I think too because we're spending so much time like in this house dealing with this stuff, and all of a sudden he's strolling with his boss off yeah. in some field somewhere, and you're like, where the hell are we? Yeah, well, his house is like being poltergeisted, and he's like, <laughs> go for a picnic with the boss. And there's just a transition to a, to a scene with with him and his boss in the middle of a, a field at like. Well, it's a chicken out like a plot of land that yeah. they, you were gonna uh, renovate. 
that is weird. And uh, man, that shot though with like the infinite graveyard and all the houses really felt like the beginning of a Tim Burton film. I was like, wow, this feels like we're in an entirely different movie right now. Um, it was it was uh, it was odd, but it's, it's all right. Yeah, sorry. I wish uh, I wish we got more of the boss. I wish he had just been like popping in every once in a while. Yeah, because I felt like. Especially like Spielberg, uh, like like eighties movies in general, you have that moment where the the real bad guy gets his comeuppance. You know, like there's like there's like the the negative force that you're fighting against, but there's the guy who's been a dick the whole time, and that guy gets his comeuppance. And uh, I wish I wish uh, he the poltergeist get its comeuppance. No, the the poltergeist is like the force of nature, but like the the boss is the guy who's you're supposed to is really that, be. Is like, that the theme of the movie? It's force of nature. It it's is. Not, it is actually about like. Man, kind of coming in and taking over a space that isn't theirs. Oh, it's I do over like another that. I space like that. where man were previously were, was, but it is that theme. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I love how they made a a joke that it's not. Don't worry, it's not even an uh, Indian burial ground. And then there's like we just put regular bodies. <laughs> yeah. That, wait, that's. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That sounds, sounds like you would like this movie, Ryan. I no, think you I'm would. Good. I think I think I'm it was good. a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, like, no, I'm sure I'm sure I would enjoy it. I just, but like, as like a horror classic that like I must see everyone everyone that likes horror films. They got they got they got to see Poltergeist. They got to see Poltergeist. I'm good. Who's saying that? Like, who's a lot of people? A lot of people. A lot of name one person who oh, said that to you, dude. Poltergeist is like on so many like horror film websites, like top he, ten. He is lists. correct. He is correct. That Poltergeist, yeah, it's it's considered a classic by many. Yeah. I, I know, I, I, and I'm I w- sure, I'm sure I would like it, but so, it's like, but me, it's something that I, that I need. To, where where I sit with Poltergeist is that it is a movie like that, but there are so it isn't many. Like a good, but you don't think it's a horror classic that like, like just, so many other people no, just I let just, him talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> fine. There, there are so many haunted house movies that I think are. Better than Poltergeist. There's Amityville. There's House. Amityville? Amityville. Amityville. Yes. I like that name. Continue. There's movies like House, right? Uh, fuck, what's the... Haunted House, the Eddie Murphy one? No, I was uh, Monster House. Wait, I was about to say Monster House. No, but there, uh, this idea of like we're going to go into a new space and it's occupied or we shouldn't be there. I think there are better ones. Even Beetlejuice is a better one if you want to go for the kid angle. Even Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. The kid angle. Have you guys not done a podcast on Beetlejuice? F- we have. What's going on here? Good. Did we? Beetlejuice mm-hmm. being called uh, out? Anyway. What the hell? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think here's here's what I'd say though. House on Hot Hill. Boom. Way better. <laughs> Happy I, anniversary. I just feel like I feel like they're going for different things. And like as far as like an all time classic horror film, I don't know that I would go that far, but like, like as like a classic, like an eighties classic. Yeah, of course. I, I, I totally see it. Like it's got a lot of that appeal. I mean, like, yeah, 80s, the haunting is better. Changeling is better. Shining is better. Yeah. I, I, feel, I this feel feels like, different. The yeah. It's going better. for something different. Yeah. It's not, it's not trying to be scary. I, don't know. I think those that you listed are in a, they have their own. So let, let's go, feel, but let's this, go this like eighties, like fun, whimsical movies. <laughs> there are also ones that I consider better than this. No, yeah, but like classics, there's lots of there's like lots of different like ranges on the classic scale. But I would still put it in the classics. Like, section. oh, absolutely. I just my thing is like I know if you, if like like as a kid there weren't 
I didn't have outlets to to like look at new horror movies, right? I didn't know where to search, right? Because if I went to a movie store, like I could look at covers, but I could never really, you know, figure out how I could get my hands on things from there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I didn't have any money to like buy stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any issues of Fangoria or anything like that because I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't really have any outlets. So all I really had was like a computer where I could Google like top 50 horror movies and then just read as many listicles that I could find. And it was always stuff like Poltergeist that kind of t- dominated those lists, the obvious ones. Like it was stuff like you got to see The Shining, right? Yeah. You need to see Child's Play. You need to see Nightmare on Elm Street, right? So like past that uh, – you get the actually kind of weird, messed up horror films and stuff, but the rest of those are the ones that are like the bigger blockbusters, more acceptable ones. And even in those lists, there are movies that I just think do this kind of thing, but better. Like in terms how, of 80s big ones, like Christine. How, how big was the budget Fright of this Night, movie? All movies that I think are a little bit in that flavor, but are better. That's fair. Um, what I will say to this credit, though, uh, is that I, I believe the viewership on this was a lot bigger than any of those. Uh, like this was, totally. yeah, this, and, and I think that Spielberg's dominating the market. Yeah. So, so that also is part, like, like, I, again, I, I think, I think it's still even going for different things than Fright Night or, or Christine, but, uh, the fact that it was a Spielberg venture and that it was a haunted house film on this scale. Cause like, even now I, you don't see haunted house films that go as all out as this film does. Um, Dude, I showed you part of House 2 the other week. Okay, okay. House 2 goes way beyond you, okay, this movie. Okay, <laughs> valid, valid, but not many people have seen House. Oh, wait, is this, house is 2 it, has a character in it called the Catter Puppy. Wait, is it actually called House 2? Yeah. <sighs> Was, Have you seen House from, 2? I'm not. I'm not seen this. Insane. I'm going to I'm going to watch it. It, so it plays a, this kid angle. House 2 almost becomes more of a kids movie. <laughs> it's like Jumanji but mixed with a horror haunted house movie. There's a fucking horror series called House? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> no, I I would I would agree with that, House but House 2 has baby pterodactyls carrying around crystal skulls fighting dead old western miners. I want to see that. It's amazing. Yeah. I would say this is probably better uh, from like a storytelling standpoint. <laughs> Definitely better from a storytelling standpoint. <laughs> but uh, I would I would also say that um, uh, yeah no I think I think I think it's going for different things and it does what it's going for very well. Would you say that's your final thought on? Oh, final thought on this? Oh God. Or do you have something else? Um, here start with someone else i feel like i do have something else but i can't think of it right now well ryan to go ryan what's your final thought on poltergeist i think that um my opinion has of the of of poltergeist has only worsened listening to you guys Uh talk about it and um i i i still think i I would enjoy it if i if i were to see it but like i i still like you it doesn't doesn't seem like a horror classic that's so many for myself uh, the person I have to thank the most for like appreciation of movies and, uh, you know, the kind of memories that I have watching some of these like classics is with my dad, right? He's like the one who really kind of turned me on to the medium being like, you know, we're going to watch Indiana Jones. Or we're going to watch back to the future. We're going to watch cool hand, Luke, the hustler watching a lot of these bigger movies, you know, from the eighties and a little bit earlier with that. Um, when it, came to like horror movies that wasn't his thing 
So I didn't always get introduced in that. When it came into these better like adventure movies or like character dramas, I saw some of the staples because of him. And the rest I then searched out on my own. And then he and I would like kind of bond over like having really enjoyed this classic or something like that, right? I feel like this movie, the value that it holds for me is the thing where like if I had a kid, this is the movie that I would show as like a hey, like let's get you let's get you engaged. Which makes me kind of sad that Ryan's not engaged by us talking about poultry guys because I feel like this is a good movie to get people engaged. And like you're talking about it with it being more whimsical and throwing stuff out there earlier in the podcast, you were talking about that. That the whole point of that is to keep it engaging, right? And I think for in that regards, this movie is very, very successful. Yeah, I think I think though too, no matter what we said, Ryan's opinion about it. Like the more we asked him about it, the less. Can you close the door, Ryan? Uh, the 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 less his uh, uh, his preference for wanting to see the movie was going to be. Oh yeah, I don't think there was a uh, this was an uphill battle that I knew would not <laughs> result in a better solution for Ryan. Yeah, so I will say I, I solution ha- for me. What's sol- what solution? <laughs> this is my here. this is my first time seeing it, and I I held off on it, and not for any particular reason. Just no one showed it to me. Just never the opportunity never struck. And then I I watched it. I enjoyed it. Ryan, I would write. I think I, I think I would enjoy it too, but like as like a must see horror film classic, I'm not convinced. Well, let me ask you, Ryan. Do you think it is? Yeah, horror classic. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite that hey, comment, uh, I, I'm going to stick hey, to Riley? my answer. Right, right. Come on, come on, come on. What? Just relax. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. We're all having a good time. A oh, happy. I'm happy, Riley. Okay, so hold my hand. Hey, uh, okay, I'm gonna do my final thoughts. Wait, was, and then... was there anything else you wanted to add? Oh. I felt like I was getting poltergeist. I might take <laughs> I might take Riley outside this podcast. All right, Jesus. Jesus. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do mine, and then you can do your thirty seconds. My right? final thought is send help. My thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Uh, the, I just want to propose an alternative ending to the film, hmm. which I think everyone would have loved, because uh, they have this whole like twenty minutes. Like they, you think you beat the monster, and then you have a whole another twenty minutes of craziness in the film. Uh, and had the Ghostbusters shown up in the last 20 minutes. Would have been phenomenal. It would have been phenomenal, and I don't think it would have been out of place. Fit. It definitely would have yeah, fit. Yeah, it would have fit. Yeah. Did this totally come out after, after Ghostbusters came out? I have. No. Yeah, it came out before. They would have. They would have. They would they, they would have done away new ground. They would have yeah. absolutely. They would have seized the opportunity. Yeah. Like 100%. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I was just. Like, I, I was thinking it before. I was like, as soon as I was watching the movie, I'm like, man. Ghostbusters could be in this movie, and then that last twenty minutes, I was like, Ghostbusters yeah. should be the studio, right like, here. Like, if it had cost the studio like one hundred million dollars to get Bill Murray and whoever, yeah. would have been worth it. The Ghostbusters guys, they would have done it. Yeah. Okay, your thirty seconds, so, Ryan. Ryan, the way this is gonna work, again, I won't cut it. I can't guarantee I won't bleep part of it out, but I will not cut it. I'm gonna give you thirty seconds to talk about whatever you want on this podcast. The only rule is you can only talk about one thing for that thirty seconds. Okay, uh, ready? Uh, Here we go. Uh, okay, I get this is like a, a dance monkey dance thing. Uh, if any of you guys have seen the third season of Louis, oh, uh, wow, have you? You're talking about, about Louis this. C.K. So I want to. Yeah, I'm t- so the, there's an episode where Louis <laughs> is trying out for um, a late night show host position, and, and David Lynch is is the interviewer, and D- uh, David Lynch is like, yeah, just just be funny. Let's see what you got. And and Louis is just like that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the How About That podcast. Oh, follow us on iTunes. We got we got to do the the Photoshop challenge, which is uh, Riley as a tree eating a little boy. So yeah. thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.